0: This is Ask BBB, bringing you information from and about BBB accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed about goods and services they're purchasing or contracting. I'm Jim Swan, and your host on Ask BBB is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Good morning, Jennifer.
1: Good morning, Jim. Well, Wyerton Willie and Punxsutawney Phil have made their predictions about the arrival of spring, all based on whether or not they saw their shadow.
0: Yeah, and without a shadow of a doubt, spring will arrive, but no matter how cloudy these predictions are, uh, it will be here. Uh, How much stock do you put in these predictions, Jennifer?
1: That question might be posted as a quiz on social media. And later this morning, we'll talk about some of those fun quizzes with BBB tips on why you should think twice before answering them.
0: Well, whether we believe the groundhog or not, and his predictions, we have to admit that he sure does get a lot of media coverage.
1: (laughs) And with that leads us to this morning's guest, Susan Regier, owner of Vantage One Writing. One of the things her firm does is to help businesses engage media to help tell their story. But that is just one aspect of writing we'll explore. And Susan, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you, Jennifer and Jim. Um, It's great to be here. Susan,
1: we all have a story to tell. And some of our listeners might have an idea for that great Canadian novel that they will get around to writing, you know, someday. But if you are in the business telling the story and telling it well, it's very important. What are some of the communication needs of businesses, both big and small?
2: Wow, there's a lot of different things in a business. And um, sometimes they don't think of all of the different aspects. But first of all, is your website. You've got to have great content and tell your story um, on your website. Um, Of course, there's all of the the peripherals, the brochures and social media, online and offline marketing, correspondence. Everything that you write has to come through with your brand voice. And that's really important that uh, businesses stay on brand and know that what their voice is and to get the message right to their audience. And that means not writing from their perspective, but writing from the voice of their clients or their customers and understanding what it is that those customers are looking for. Um, once you get on target with that, it makes all of the writing easier. So what are your first steps then in the process
1: to finding the right words for your the business to connect with those clients? Or potential clients
2: starts with a conversation (laughs) all writing starts with conversations, whether it's in your head writing for yourself or with somebody else but really understanding um who the business is uh, what they're what they're doing what they're selling but what it is that people are buying and who their ideal clients because what if somebody is buying is often very different than what the business is selling so you might be selling one type of a widget But somebody else is buying it based on emotion and you need to tap into that emotion to get to the heart of it. So too many businesses are are, um, constantly talking about the different platitudes, you know, that they offer best customer service, exceed, you know, great, the best product or the best prices. that does not get into the heart of what a customer is thinking about we really need to dive down and getting into what their customer is thinking about and that takes a lot of research so after i have that conversation then i do some research to see what their competitors are, are saying not just locally but i actually tap into some of the competitors could be globally around the world just to come into um, different ideas and thought processes of what they're doing in other areas and see how we can hone in onto an individual story. Um, it's really important that uh, business look at what their story is and why they are different. Um, get rid of those platitudes and emphasize what is unique about them so that when somebody is out there searching and everybody's Googling to find out, you know, where they should buy from. Uh, Why do you stand out? Why is your business different? And put that in there. And it's not great customer service because that should be a given. Um, If when you write any content and you can say, uh, if you've got a statement, well, I would hope so. Like if somebody's saying, well, we offer great customer service, well, the client would think, well, I would hope so. So really, what is it that you are doing different? And that's where I come in to really help uncover that piece for them. Because sometimes it's easier for somebody outside the sphere to tap into that and see things that they might they might not see because they're just doing it every day.
1: And do you often have times uh, where you're working with a business and you need to ensure that they understand using all their technical jargon is not appropriate in how to always approach the customer?
2: Oh, yes. When they start using the technical jargon or acronyms or buzzwords, oh my goodness, like innovative. That's one of those buzzwords that I absolutely cannot (laughs) tolerate because they're overused. Um, But you really, it's getting out of your head on what you're used to and writing um, from the perspective of somebody who doesn't understand what it is that you're talking about. I remember years ago, my assi- my, uh, I first hired my assistant and she said, well, what is copywriting? You're talking about copywriting. And I'm thinking, wow, if she doesn't know what copywriting really clearly understands what that is, then I can't, you know, you've got to be really careful in using that. And that's a jargon word in the marketing industry. So again, it's because you're so familiar with it. Um you have to make sure that you're talking in basic English.
1: You offer a free guide to businesses. Can you share with us some idea of what is contained within that guide?
2: Yes, that's the 15 ways to increase your influence, attract more clients and make more money. I had so much fun creating that and I've uh, recreated it over the years, but really I encapsulate so many different things in there, well, 15 different things um, on how to engage your reader or prospect when it comes to your marketing message. And I go through a lot of different writing tips and different ways to attract them, whether it's on social media or in print, um, how to use stories. And that's a big thing is really using stories on an emotional to create an emotional connection. And I share the four types of stories that you can use to promote a brand message. And then I touch on several um, other things like social media, press releases, you got you to remember about you getting some free publicity for your business, um, how to blog properly, um, so that it works for your brand. Um, and I also go through my 10 tips for uh, networking with confidence. Um, that's a big thing too, maybe not networking in person so much just today, but hopefully that's going to open up again to us pretty soon. So it's jam-packed with a lot of free information, all uh, good, good information that businesses could use.
0: We kind of take social media for granted these days, but uh, do businesses uh, rush into this and perhaps make some errors in the way they present themselves on social media and the stories they tell? what Um, a great
2: question (laughs) yes uh definitely i think one of the biggest errors well there's there's two big errors: not being consistent um so that they think that they can put a message out there and then just leave it and not engage with anybody um not with, with the comments and so on but um for a lot of businesses it's their profiles the profiles aren't complete they're not on brand with their their website and to be clear with social media, your website is your hub of your uh, marketing. That's the hub of your business because everything on your website you own. When you've got, say, F- Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, on any social platform, you could lose that at, at a moment's notice. So it's really important that um, that you've got your own hub on the uh, on your website, but then it's reflected. On the various social pro- platforms so it's really important to um, post consistently not sell consistently on social media it's to give good information give insights anything that's on brand and if you're trying to promote a specific product or service limit that to maybe twice a week if you are doing five days a week but your profile and especially on LinkedIn, that's that's the big one in my opinion. Um, it is for my industry anyway, and for business, business to business. You really have to have a great profile and it has to tell your story in a succinct way.
1: Our guest this morning is Susan Regier of Vantage One Writing. After the break, we'll return to talk about writing that novel or children's book you've had in the back of your mind.
0: Welcome back to Ask with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan.
1: Our guest this morning is Susan Regier of Vantage One Writing. And we've been talking about communication needs and writing for business. Now we'd like to flip that page and talk about writing your novel or life story. So Susan,
2: what are some of the first steps a
1: budding writer should take?
2: Wow, first of all, read a lot. Um, if you're going to become a good writer, you need to be a good reader. Um, I love to read always have and continue to learn. There's so many different courses out there, um, videos, YouTube videos that you can learn. And the other important thing is to write daily. I know so different people have said, you know, I've always going to uh, write a story or, or write a book or short story. One of these days I'm going to do that. And yet they haven't taken any courses to know how. So it's not just as simple as sitting down and, and writing, which is, but that's a good thing to get that draft down. But there are a lot of different techniques and, and so on that you need to look at. And the other thing, if you're really um, serious about writing a novel or you know getting published, you want to find somebody who can give you honest critiques of your work. And I mean, honest. (laughs) I taught at uh, Fanshawe in the continuing ed for five years and my students would come in and they would be reading the their work, the assignments that they had uh, received over the last uh, the week. And we all learned to give honest, really good feedback, nothing seriously negative, but done in a way that is a positive on how to change to make it better. And I think that really helps anybody wanting to learn to write
1: and before we sign up for one of those beneficial courses are there things we should do or look for
2: well you know i I feel like a lot of people sign up for courses and they get the information and then they don't take it and a lot of it is because those are workshops that are in a binder and stuck on the back of the shelf and they don't get pulled down you know they might look at it when they get it first get it but they haven't really um, gone into it in depth, because they've got to do it alone. Now, it depends on on the individual, what it is that what is it that you're looking for? And that's something that you need to figure out before you start signing up for courses. What is it that you really need? If it's one on one time, be sure that you're getting that from the person giving the course. Um, I know that's one thing that I always do is have private one on one sessions with my client, my customers, because that's how they learn. Um, and I have so much fun in doing that. So that's really important is understanding what it is that you're wanting. So if you're looking to write only a business book, then maybe you want to take a course that's only for nonfiction, but if you might want to do a crossover, you're not sure where your writing is going, get something that might include more, um, avenues, more, more genres.
1: And once we have that piece drafted and finished, how difficult is it to get a book published?
2: Wow. <laughs> well, there's two sides to that. One is very easy and one is very difficult. So to go with the difficult, and that is being published by the publishing world, um, I think I saw a statistic lately that showed that 1% of all books submitted are are being published. And that can come down to a few reasons. And one is that you're submitting to the wrong publisher. And one is that you've never taken time to go back and edit your book or you haven't edited enough. And that's really important. There's one, um, you know, it's one thing to get your book down on paper, but the editing process is so important But maybe you're sending it to the wrong publisher as well. So there's a a book called the writer's market. That's a great resource to sign find out. And it takes a lot of research. It takes time to find the right publishing house for you. Now on the flip side, You can do self-publishing and, you know, you don't have to edit. You don't have to do anything. You can just print it and get it out there, but it reflects on you. Um, It reflects on your brand if it's for your business. So, again, you probably want to hire an editor, get it done so that it's done well, because everything that you're saying, it's going to go out just as it is. It's not going to be finessed the way it would be as if, as if you had um, an agent and an editor.
0: Can you talk about that editing process, Susan, and uh, kind of some of the emotions that are involved with it and some of the actual nitty gritty work?
2: Okay, sure. The, there's, there's two ways people write. And there's only two ways. There's the type of person who is who uh, gets it all down on the first draft really easy and hates to edit. And then there's people like me who it takes forever and procrastination and getting that first draft down but loves to play with the editing and, and and make it come alive. No matter which way you are, you have to put the time in into edit. And there's different drafts that you will go through for you know, to find out if um, whether the whole context is, makes sense, whether pieces missing, The final and and you might go through 10 different revisions and then the final one is on, you know, grammar, punctuation, um, spelling and that type of thing. The key is to get that first draft down and we can call it the dirty draft just to get everything down and then have fun playing with it, taking it apart, finding what works, what doesn't where you need to add more. And that's when you need to have some of those honest reviews and critiques come in to help you along the way with that.
1: If we're thinking of engaging a service like Vantage One writing, what are some of the things we should look for in a contract?
2: So the first thing I do, I don't just automatically give a contract, I have to have a conversation with my client to make sure that we're a fit. So and and that really comes through in a conversation, whether it's with me or any other copywriter or writer. So to make sure that you understand their brand and what they're looking for, sometimes a a person will come to me and say, you know, I need a brochure for this. And after talking with them, I'll say, you know, you really don't need a brochure, that can be simply a PDF on your website. And it's going to save you a lot of money in printing, or maybe it's a postcard. So we need to look at what it is um, that they're actually looking to do with the product, not what the product is, like the brochure, for example. When I talk with my clients, I always figure out exactly what it is. And then I'll I'll give them the uh, uh, proposal on what the cost will be and the timelines. As long as they give me what I need in certain times, I give them a questionnaire and I really... Um, encourage anybody hiring a writer to get a set fee an overall price for a project and not by the hour it's the project price that you want to look at and make sure that that's in writing and it doesn't have to be a huge contract it can be an email back and forth stating all of the relevant pieces keeps everybody on on track as far as um, what is due and when um, so that the project is completed on time.
0: Can you just comment on the importance of BBB accreditation?
2: Oh, it, to me that's your credibility. If you're shopping, having that on your website, for me I don't have a storefront. I work from my home, so it's, I don't have to, I don't have it sitting in my home window. That would be good for any storefronts, but having that sign on my 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 store window which is my website means a lot. For one thing, I really love that uh, with the BBB You have to show your phone number and your uh, physical address or a mailing address on your website. If people are buying from you online, they need to know how to get a hold of you. And that gives you the credibility.
1: Our guest this morning has been Susan Regier, owner of Vantage One Writing. Susan, we want to thank you so much for your time and your expertise on hiring a business to help us with our
2: writing needs. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great.
0: Susan Regier is the owner of Vantage One Writing. And you can learn more about services offered by Vantage One Writing by searching the BBB directory, where you'll see that they have an A-plus rating. And you'll also find links to their website and social media pages.
1: Next, don't answer that fun quiz unless you are really sure who is asking.
0: And now back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BVB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BVB Serving Western Ontario.
1: We all spend a lot of time on social media. It has been both a welcome distraction as well as a means of staying connected. One of those distractions is those little fun quizzes that challenge your memory or help you figure out your personality type. The problem is you may end up giving away personal information that will lead you to being scammed.
0: Yeah, you know, it's always very tempting to jump right in and answer those quizzes. Like, what was the first car you owned? And it springs to mind right away and you want to you want to yell it out. Uh, or do you remember the first concert that you attended? Those are really strong memories for us. And it's, uh, it's really tempting to jump in and, and let everybody know.
1: And it might seem like that quiz is innocent enough as you're answering it. But the reason they are posted is sometimes to collect information. Some are very obvious, like when they ask, what's your mother's maiden name? Or what was the name of the street you grew up on? You recognize those as common website security questions. And if you share this information, it can lead to accounts being hacked, personal and financial information being stolen as well.
0: So are are all of these quizzes scams, do you think?
1: They're not all scams, but BBB has prepared some things to think about when you come across these quizzes. And our first tip is to be skeptical. Figure out who created it. If it's a brand you trust, then you might take part. But before you do, check the privacy settings on your social media account. And remove any of those personal details from your social media profile, like phone numbers or home address. And do not give answers to common security questions like your mother's maiden name, favorite foods, the name of your high school. And we have one last point. Don't accept friend requests from people you don't know, and definitely don't accept friend requests from people you already are connected with. The second request is likely an imposter who's trying to gain access to your friends list and your contact
0: data. And if anybody asks where to find these tips, the answer is bbb.org. That's our time for Ask BBB This Morning.
1: Remember, we like to hear from you, so contact us at hashtag askbbb. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Pass along your comments and send us your guest suggestions. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: And I'm Jim Swan. Remember to ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.